You're listening to the Geeks Interrupted podcast. You can listen to us live every Monday night from 8 p.m. Eastern Time on 94.1 FM in Melbourne or via 3wbc.org.au. Alternatively, if you've got a smart device, you can download the TuneIn app and search for 3WBC. 94.1 FM, 3WBC. Good evening, it's Monday the 19th of November 2018 and welcome to episode number 270 of Geeks Interrupted, a weekly talk show about geek news, tech, gadgets, pop culture, TV and film and other random stuff. Coming up on tonight's show, the opt-out period for My Health Record is extended again, Pocket Cast gets a redesign and Rode announced the Rodecaster podcasting mixer. In entertainment news, Marvel architect Stan Lee dies aged 95, the ABC announces their upfronts, and Pika Pika, the Detective Pikachu trailer drops. Remember, you can join the conversation now via the chat room at chat.geeksinterrupted.fm, on Twitter at Geeks On Air, and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash geeksinterrupted. We'll get to all that and much more right here on Geeks Interrupted, broadcasting and streaming from live from the studios of 94.1 FM, 3WBC. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Geeks Interrupted, voted 3WBC's most popular technology show on a Monday at 8pm. That's right, it is Geeks Interrupted on 94.1 FM 3WBC. My name is Phil Edwards, I'm your studio host tonight, and I'm joined in the studio by my regular co-host Daniel Olivares. G'day Daniel, how are you? G'day Phil, how are you doing? Not too bad, thank you. Now Andy is normally sitting in the chair yeah. uh, next to one of us, I'm not normally on this side of the panel, Yeah. but uh, he's having a well-earned break and he's currently on a dirty weekend up in Canberra. Canberra. Um, and, uh, Andy Bloom. He's buying lots of fireworks and uh, um, and filming a lot of questionable stuff. Yes, well. he is the photographer. Yes, but in his place we do have a uh, regular contributor. Please welcome Mark McDowell. G'day, Mark. Hey, g'day. How you going? Good. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for sitting in for Andy. Ah, uh, well, look, it's a pleasure. I couldn't be happier. I'm glad to hear it. We do have plenty on the show tonight. We'll go through it. You heard it all in the intro, so we'll keep crapping on. We'll talk about ourselves a little bit in a minute, but we're going to jump straight into feedback and follow-up. The first one was a tweet from Mr. Dom. He said, uh, hi, geeks on air, at uh, about Alibaba slash AliExpress. He bought some Apple Watch bands probably over 18 months ago. They arrived after forgetting he'd even ordered them Two were pretty good, quality and cheap, and one of the bands shipped was the wrong colour. Not worth the savings overall. Mm. Have you... Um, you're not an Apple Watch user really anymore. You've still got one, Mark. Yeah, I've still got one, but now I'm just on the Fitbit bands, and I did see that Amazon's got like 15 Fitbit bands for like 20 bucks. And um, Bargain. Daniel, you're on the Apple Watch. Have you bought any third-party bands? No, not, I don't think I've... 
bought any new bands for my Apple Watch, so maybe maybe due to get one, do not to jazz it up. I'm using third party bands, but I buy them on eBay from Australian shipping sellers. Makes it's it easier for me to send them back and cheaper and bedazzle. Um, yeah. Some of them are okay quality. Depends on which ones you buy, but I use the like the nylon ones, and Apple don't actually make the nylon ones with the buckle anymore. Yeah, so they're the ones mm. I actually like. So there you go. Um, I'd like to hear your feedback about your experience with Apple Watch bands, if you um, can be bothered sending it through. But we did have another email from Rebecca. She said, Hi, Geeks Interrupted. I have this weird thing that happens with my email, particularly a Gmail account. It's like some weird phenomenon that happens after I clear the inbox. There are no unread messages, but then a few seconds later, it says there are 10 unread messages. I've checked all parts of the account, and there are no messages anywhere, not even in the junk box. If I check the account... After a few minutes, the mystery emails disappear again. However, next time I get an email, those same mystery 10 show up. It's really quite perplexing. Any ideas on what might be the cause? Uh, and sorry for the long email. I wish I could have said this more succinctly. That's okay. Hmm. It's fine. We can read. Um, I have no idea. I've not seen that. The Russians. reason being for me Russians. is that I don't have inbox zero. My inbox is just a mess. I've, I've, I've had a weird issue with my Gmail app and the thing is I got about five Gmail accounts running at the same time and what would happen I will get a I'll notice that there's a badge notification that I've received an email but never got a push notification and what's happening is that Gmail is combining all the inboxes uh. so now it's getting confusing it's like hang on why would I get an email that's for my Twitch to my personal account. Like, oh, hang on. No, that's because Gmail has like combined everything all together. That's why. So, um, I, I guess answering your question, Big, I'm not quite sure. I know there's probably some bugs with the app the, I've found. The fact that it keeps saying 10 is mm. the unusual thing. Cause I'm like, is it the cookie that creates the CSS that says that it's 10 on the left? That's the issue. I don't know. I reckon just delete your account and go to. Hotmail. Instead. Mine says 4,732 emails in my inbox. Oh, wow. I had to clear out all mine. I just installed a new app, Spark, and I quite like it. Oh, yes. Um, and I'm, it's, it's decent. And, and when I get to inbox zero, I get like a nice little picture as like a reward. Like a smiley mm. face or something? Yeah, it's, it's kind of like a fox in the moonlight. I do need oh. to do a cleanse though, particularly yeah. in the going, log into the Gmail app, do the promotions folder and just delete everything in that folder. Mm. And that clears a lot out because I get a lot of crap. Well, yeah. Do you, like, I don't actually get emails that I need to read. Like, every morning I wake up, go to my email, delete everything I've got, which is nothing I, I want, and then I move on. Mm. Like, every day, just delete. Mm. I need more friends. Yeah. I remember <clears throat> when I first got email in 1995, end of 94, 95, and it was like, I logged on every day hoping that I would get an email and now my email box is just like I used to, I subscribed to some conversation list that was done over email before chat rooms and I actually read them. That was how long ago it was. Wow. No, I don't read them anymore. Of course. I don't think I even get those. Well, I find it interesting because there's you, with Gmail, you can split it up to different categories. You got the promotions and stuff, but I think there's one it's called forums or updates. Oh, okay. I think that one is specifically that any updates you get from your, from forums, it would actually direct it into that particular uh, tab. I will need to have a look at that. That's what I like about Sparks. Also, got like a smart inbox, uh-huh. um, and it it has personalised so things that are addressed specifically to me that aren't 
like newsletters and whatnot. Then it has newsletters, which is all like your what's new at Bunnings, what's Subway doing, blah blah blah, which yeah. you can just pretty much delete. Um, and, and um, notifications. So when Phil, you shared to me the 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 notes today, that comes through as notifications. Something that I need to be aware of. Yeah. And the thing is, I um I need to be better at my rules because the rules are my savior. At work, I use extensively use rules. Really? Yeah. Is like that a, why you never get my emails? Oh, you've got your own folder. Yeah, it's called the trash bin. Mm. Burn. Sick burn. Yeah. Anyway, we might finish on that. Let's uh, go into our follow-up segment, uh, follow-up KO Sports app. We talked about KO Sports, the streaming service from Foxtel last week. KO Sports app launches on the Apple App Store, Android um, for Google Play, and Apple TV. Um it's fair to say that KO Sports had a successful launch into the live sports streaming experience. While only arriving in beta form on the 7th of November, the response from sports enthusiasts has been quite positive. Um, while we knew that native apps were coming to the Apple and Android platforms, uh, it wasn't available alongside the initial launch. Um, however, the neither were the rumoured smart TV and video game console apps, neither of which remain un- unconfirmed. However, as of today, the KO streaming service app is available through iTunes and Apple's App Store, the Google Play Marketplace, and via Apple TV. Given that KO was designed primarily, primarily as a service, enabling you to take your live sports viewing experience on the road, this app was expected to be a superior way to enjoy the experience. But when KO Sports app launched on a... Um, it launched on the 19th of November in its beta form. It wasn't smooth sailing. So uh, I'm just having a look at this to see what the, the feedback was. Is there people having uh, seemingly having some issues? Well, I da- I downloaded the app and it looks okay. But the thing is, it lo- there's no way to sign up on the app. You have to sign up online first and then you can use a lot of details. I know exactly why. Yeah. Why? Well, particularly on iOS platforms, Apple require you, if you're going to have an ability to sign up via an app, you have to have the option of signing up using your iTunes account. Oh. And therefore, Apple get 30% cut. Yeah. What? Yeah. So I would assume that that's the reason why they don't do it. For example, Amazon, you can't sign up for an Amazon account on your iPhone app, you sign up on the website and you can log your details in and still buy stuff. Mm. So um, I would assume that's the reason why they're doing that. They want to eke out all of the, you know, bits that they can out of that. Um, so, yeah, they're saying it's on the run, though. I don't think this is – this is not a product. It's designed because you can use it on the run, but it's not designed for on the run. It is designed for people – who are not prepared to pay for Foxtel but want access to their sporting app. Foxtel are dropping a lot of money on sporting rights and they need to work out ways to get that back. And they know people sign up for it just for that purpose, uh, like for Foxtel for that purpose, and this is a way to get more people involved. I was talking to my neighbour last night. He's looking at having uh, two 50-inch TVs in his garage for sports as Mark Company's uh, phone on silent. And, um, no, he just downloaded the KO app. Right. <laughs> and, uh, and I told him about KO Sports and he's like, okay, I'm really interested now. So, you know, they're going to get more people on through that platform. Yeah. So. I've, I've told my parents about it and they're keen because they've even been considering getting Foxtel just for the sport. Yep. So, like, here's an option. And they go, ah, oh, but it's web browser only. We'll wait until there's an app. Boom. There you go. So. And I, and I will, I was definitely holding out to try it until 
um, the footy starts. Or? The, no, the apps came out. Mm. I wasn't going to do it as a casting type arrangement. Mm-hmm. Um, now that they're out, I'm going to wait another week or two and do sign up when the cricket test match starts because then I'd like to see it through that platform. What, what, what's the cost involved? Twenty five bucks a month for <laughs> all of, but for all of Fox Sports. Uh, 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 channels. Yeah, so there's a $25 and $35 price points. The only difference is with <clears throat> the higher tier one, you can put it on more screens. That's it. The, both of them, you get the same number. Of- it's it's interesting, though, that they've gone for such, like, that's it, it's still double, almost, like, almost triple the, the price of, of, like, Netflix, Stan. Yeah, but it's... Yes and no. Yes and no, because, like, but, but, like, but, like, I'm willing to pay that amount for 4K Netflix because I have a 4K. Yeah, I get, so, I get that. I, I pay well. extra for the 4K yeah. Netflix, but it's just and, um, and in comparison to what is it, forty, fifty dollars just to get a. You're spending at least fifty dollars to get a sports package on Foxtel. So half oh, the really? price, yeah. Yeah. So okay. Um, if you're after just sports, uh, and and how many multiples do you get on that thirty-five? Uh, so two on three? to the twenty-five and yeah. three on the. On the okay, so you could you could split that with a friend, yeah. and so subscription it's 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 month no month no monthly commitment. Yeah. Uh, so you could just watch it for for the cricket for test the cricket or, or a season. So, so the thing that you could also do, and I have not viewed the app, so I'm not sure what functionality is in the app right now. Mm-hmm. But if it's like the Fox Sports US app, where you can do multi-screen. So on the Fox, Fox Sports US app, I can say I want to watch four Fox Sports channels at once. Oh. And it will give me the split screen. And then when you move the cursor around, whatever's highlighted gives you the audio for it. Oh. So you, in theory, if they allowed that and you had two str- screens, you mm. could have eight channels if eight sports channels exist on Fox Sports running at once on over two screens for your 25 bucks a month. That just makes your neighbor's place the best place to go. In yeah, summer. absolutely. Let's. So, um, and the thing is, I can, uh, I am not going to get Foxtel, but I can justify potentially doing the sports thing and knowing I can cancel it in mm. time. Because mm. the other thing that's interesting is that this year with the cricket, that they're doing the cricket like they do the rugby in New South Wales. In, in, uh, for AFL, they use, if it's a Channel 7 game, Fox, Foxtel uses the Channel 7 commentary. But for the cricket, they're producing their own commentary. Oh, right. And Channel uh, 7 are producing their own commentary. So the vision's the same, but they're adding their own overlays and their own commentary. Oh. So they're doing it. Uh, so you will get a difference between the two yeah, platforms. Okay. So anyway, um, the other thing in feedback and follow-up, uh, we talked about Tide Pods a while ago. Uh, Tide in a box is coming to Amazon for easier shipping. Tide, a laundry detergent, will soon be shipped in a shoebox, part of its parent company, Procter & Campbell's, pushed to adapt to online deliveries. P&G rolled out the new Tide Eco box on Friday. It features a twist to open pour uh, for the detergent, a pull-out stand, a measuring cup. The liquid formula, which contains less water than normal Tide, comes in a sealed bag. Now, the reason we're mentioning yes, this... because yes. it's basically a goon bag. Yes, so everyone was drinking the Tide or eating the Tide Pods. This is like a wine cask. I'm gonna so sh- once you finish it, you can actually then blow it up and use it as a balloon. Mark, yeah, or a pillow. This is what it looks like. That is a goon bag, my friends. <laughs> yeah. So really, you can could be... You, can you tie that to the clothesline outside? Possibly. When my friend was um, when my friend was 17, he used to like to drink uh, white wine out of a box with orange juice. Now he can just drink Tide instead. Yeah. Also, um, so the Tide box has this uh, cool stand on it. 
um, that now I want to see added to every goon bag that's ever existed. That looks like it'd be like so much easier for pouring when it gets down to the last dregs. Mm. Hmm. Very tempting. How very Australian. Yes. Well, anyway, there's our feedback and follow-up for the week. If you'd like to send an email to us, you can do so at uh, info at geeksinterrupted.fm or just go to our website, geeksinterrupted.fm. We are also on the social medias. Daniel, what is our Twitter address? It is at Geeks On Air. Or address is twitter.com slash uh, geeks on air. Oh, you'll Excellent. get there. Mm. Uh, Mark, do you remember our Instagram address? It is at geeks on air. Yeah. Excellent. And you can also get us... On the chats, chat.geeksinterrupted.fm. I forgot to mention the Facebook, facebook.com forward slash geeksinterrupted. Um, so, yes, jump on the chat room. We've got a few people in there already. A green cow, Mark, wild brain fart. Um, and, um, yeah, that's uh, – and a green cow. I think I said that already. And, of course, Mark and Daniel and myself are in there as well. So make sure you jump on and join us now. So there you go. We might get into our local news segment uh, after we hear this. Mm. That's that's new. That's fresh. Thank you to the local news donkey. (laughs) That sounds like it's giving birth. That's a shame. Uh, first up is the My Health Record. Federal Minister Greg Hunt, uh, Federal Health Minister Greg Hunt, don't say that wrong, has extended the deadline for opting out of the government's contentious My Health Record system. He confirmed the delay on Twitter within hours of the opt-out website suffering issues and the Senate agreeing to an extension. He said the opt-out period will be extended to January 31st, 2019. However, however, it's important to note that people can opt out at any time, he said. The opt-out website suffered issues on Wednesday morning as Australians tried to remove themselves from the scheme ahead of the previous deadline, which was set to expire at the weird time of 3am on Friday morning. The Senate is currently debating the legislation, but has already agreed to extend the opt-out deadline to the end of January. So there you go. Do you think this is a good thing that we have extended the opt-out deadline? No. Like... Does it is it going to matter? Like at some point, just we we want the benefits, don't we? I haven't opted out. Have you opted out, Daniel? I haven't opted out, but I haven't opted out due to sheer laziness. I just yeah. I just can't so be bothered. However, I am seeing more and more uh, discussions about it, and I can definitely see the viewpoints of opting out. And is it is people. it not just fear mongering? Nah, I think. Well, yes and no. I think. It is having particular details in uh, an accessible form and it feels very rushed with this whole system as well. I, I think with, with, a few years ago, I reckon this would have been a p- great idea and it would have, I think it would have taken some time for getting the audience to get used to it. We're now in an age that this has been, feels a bit rushed. Also, we've had multiple cases of huge ca- examples of data breaches um and i think for, especially for people that have particular details in in their possibly in their my health record in regards to sexuality sex health mental health and stuff that's stuff they don't want to be released not that it will be look, released but it's the risk there that look, this is uh, in this and 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 I, and I hear that i i, I guess 
I get it, but for me, like I want the convenience, and, and so, totally, and that's and, and, and that's and, the thing and, I see. And too. I also understand the opt out method yeah. as opposed to like the the biggest complaint at the beginning was that they should have been opt in. Yes, but if you want a country to move forward, if you want someone to move forward with something, due to the laziness, like I'm too lazy to opt out, but also I don't want to, but I am also someone who'd be too lazy to opt in. Mm. Um, and I, I, I see a different doctor on a regular basis where we rent, I, I move around a bit. And so I go to a doctor for convenience. Yeah. Do you pill shop? Um, I, I, I pill shop. Right. Yeah. It's, um, it takes a lot of my time, but it's successful. Um, and I want them to have the record. I like, yeah, I, totally. I hate I can... having to re-explain, um, how I got that rash. That's right. Um, over and over and over again. It should you, just be in the record. You're sick and tired going there and putting on a fake mustache. No, hello, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm not Mark, I'm Michael. <laughs> it's like you're my doctor. <laughs> uh, exactly. Um, I haven't uh, opted out. I see the benefits of having the system. It's, uh, And I think I've said this on the show plenty of times before. I'm actually... I'm less concerned about the actual system itself, but how it's actually used by health professionals. Um, we've seen in other platforms that the issue is actually with the um, on on the regime that uh, they use to access that information. So, um, with the PEXA situation we saw a few months ago, uh, it was through the um, a failing or a, 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 an error made by the uh, the conveyancer as opposed to the system being a problem. So it's, you know, making sure that they've got the right things that if a health professional gets hacked, they can't just go nuts on data. Anyway, we'll see what happens. Um at least, at least we have a little bit of an extension now, so now we've got a few months to sort of make our decision. Yes, exactly right. We might move on to our next news story. Um, oh, before we do that, Rebecca in the chat room actually said, um, complained that I was an East Coaster. 3 a.m. finish is actually in midnight Western uh, Australian time, so it's perfectly right. Well, we don't really care about people in Perth. <gasps> Ooh. Whoa. Oh, well, I, I don't align to that messaging just for those listening. Um, everyone's equal. Yeah. I, except uh, those Tasmanians. I just hate everyone in general. Yeah, that's so. right. Uh, we might move on to the next news topic though, whilst I just drop some, um, bombs. Uh, the Greens flag a $1.5 billion NBN policy, Aussie GDPR and data retention repeal. The Australian Greens Party has announced its policies across the national broadband network connectivity, as well as on digital rights across privacy and security, also calling for the mandatory data retention scheme to be repealed. 1.5, announced by Senator Jordan Steele-John, that sounds very official, uh, last week in Canberra, the Greens Party criticised the coalition's NBN techno- multi-technology mix approach to providing broadband access across the nation. The Greens Party's MBN plan would see a $1.3 billion federal telecommunications concession established, a $250 million NBN migration program to close the digital divide in regional areas, and ensuring NBN infrastructure will remain publicly owned. It, uh, and see the NBN rollout completed, and this is the one I have an con- issue with, see the NBN completed uh, using, quotes, best choice technology. So in other words... You're ditching fibre to the node. That's about all you're going to do. 
Uh, it would also make quality connectivity more affordable and ensure regional telecommunications are funded, fair, and fit for purpose. Uh, the Greens will establish a federal telecom concession uh, worth $1.3 with a value of $60 per quarter and payable to all holders of a DHS healthcare card to replace the limited telephone allowance and an MBN migration program worth $250 million to help close the digital divide. Uh, what else are they talking about? Still, John also addressed privacy and security concerns, referring to particularly to the Peter Dutton-led Department of Home Affairs, um, or DHA Super Ministry created by the coalition. Um, he said, we've seen a truly tra- terrifying expansion of the powers of the Home Affairs Department, aided by a compliant Labor Party more worried about appearing to, appearing softer voters and protecting our rights to privacy, security and safety online. Uh, we, if we don't make a concerted effort now to enshrine our digital rights, uh, and follow the world leaders in this space, such as recently enacted GDPR in the European Union, we'll never be able to wind back government overreach in this space. And they're also promising to remove the data retention policy. Mm-hmm. Um, starting with the MBN, gents, do you think this is a good move? It's, uh, the NBN's kind of stuffed and it's sort of, you're already down this sort of rabbit hole in regards to the amount of money that's been sunk into where it is now, and it's going to be more money in order to fix it. So it's a damned if you do, damned if you don't sort of situation. I find it quite weird with the Greens having this sort of policy as well because I would imagine that that their solution would have been just replacing all the cable with recycled twigs. So I would have thought that would have been the more um, environmental approach to this. Yes. I, I I agree. Um, recycled twigs is how I got my internet for the first decade of my life. Um, so it's it's definitely the way to go. Look, I, I, nothing wrong with two uh, having two uh, old baked bean cans and some string. It worked. It worked or, for a organic, generation organic of kids. Right? Yeah. Two hundred board, but that's all right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's amazing. It was really hard to share photos. Yeah, um, really hard. Really staticky when you're watching uh, your streaming yourself to uh, potential <laughs> yeah. suitors. Um, especially the, the, the solar powered <laughs> solar power when it'd be cloudy yes. and you just not have enough power. I, 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 I don't know. Like I, I I hear all the stuff that's talked about and it's all gets it's too confusing and too hard for me um, to pay attention to it. And I'm I consider myself relatively tech savvy. Um, I feel like the vast majority of this goes over the heads of the everyday um, mum and dads that are out there who who just want to make sure they have access to Game of Thrones, um, what, whatever they're streaming on Netflix, and and they just want whatever it is they're getting faster. I think I think without going into and not understanding the full detail of their policy, the fact that they're changing what is currently a telephone subsidy through DHS or Centrelink. To a to an internet focused policy in the light of the MBN is probably a smart move, and this should be done regardless. Yep, um, because you know, really, how many people who like uh, Mark, you've got MBN at home. Do you have a home phone? No, Daniel, I have no home phone. Right, and then I have a home phone, basically for parents to ring us. The one good thing about the home phone with um, you can ignore it. No, no, with uh, the company I use, they um. And they're providing it for free, and you only pay for calls. Oh, it's excellent. You don't even have to pay the $5 a month. So, yeah, so they, um, so I think that that's a positive. And the other thing that I would hope that this policy sort of pushes is that we've seen areas where people are like right next to a suburb that is even fiber to the node. 
And because they're on this edge of a rural town, they automatically get put into fixed wireless infrastructure when the people in the street over have some sort of cable where those sort of common sense sample examples should be fixed. Mm. Um, data retention scheme. Look, we haven't seen anything publicly on how effective that is and whether it was just all nonsense to start with. Um, but I think that'll be a hard one to get through, but they're obviously setting themselves up to use it as a leverage point if they hold the balance of power in the Senate. Uh, and then, um, the EU's general data protection regulation. I think that there's some, probably some validity in that. I think overall it is a lot of good intentions in regards to the yeah. public. And, um, oh, you know, I can't kind of avoid it being politics, but the issue has been with having the liberals and labor being mainly empowered and you have a very central left and right sort of view to, so to have the greens actually push in a bit more of a, more different, more, more, um, yeah, pretty much more different approach to the politics as opposed to sort of both of these part, the major parties just agreeing to things. So overall, seeing these sort of policies, it's be good to learn more about it and, and, and yeah. hopefully them developing the policy more. But, um, yeah, I think, I think it will sound good. Listening live, join us in the chat room, chat.geeksinterrupted.fm. Geeks interrupted. Sorry, I just thought I'd just make You're it. trying to beatbox. Yeah. <laughs> no, not again. Thank you, Ken Lyons. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we're going to continue uh, on Geeks Interrupted in the studio with us. We've got Daniel Olivares and Mark McDowell. Thanks, guys. Hello. Oh, it's great to be here. We're going to continue with Australian news, though. And uh, over the weekend, Road. Uh, the microphone manufacturer announced the Rodecaster Pro podcasting mixer. Try and say that four times out loud. Sometimes you just slap your head and think, why didn't we do that? Yep, that's the feeling right now at every single company, even remotely close to the audio mixer world. Uh, as Aussie company Rode announced their latest product, the Rodecaster Pro. Having produced hundreds of, um, uh, well, as we do, doing lots of podcasts, uh, it would be, we have got setups in there with lots of, uh, mixes well, and all that sort of stuff. And, and this and, sort of contains it all in one box. And all the, we, you know, this whole studio, <clears throat> this studio two, studio one, all road products. Yeah. Like all the, the microphones are. Yes. yes. So what they've, um, uh, done is they've created a mixing desk and a recording studio with one with, uh, two standout features. And these are the ones that I think are very good. They've got phone recording and hotkeys. So you can actually plug your phone in via TRRS if your phone still has a TRRS, but you know, you can get the dongle for iPhones, newer iPhones, or it's got Bluetooth. So if you want to do a phone interview, rather than having to jerry rig all these ways around, hook the Bluetooth up. Make the call on there and you can use it through that system and it does a mix minus feed back into the phone call. So the person's not hearing themselves back all the time, which is the smart bit. The other thing is you've got eight hotkeys. So you can have sound effects built in and you can just press them. And, um, you know, when you press something, it might be like, so if I press this button, <coughs> yes, or if you press this other particular button, this one. So there you go. Or if you press this button. I like that. <laughs> at the end. 
Um, so, yeah, so it's got that. You can record directly to an SD card. It's also got a USB-C port to go into a computer, and it's got outputs and things like that. But it's good, and I like it because it's Australian. Well, we think it's Australian-made. Rode is an Australian company, and they make all their mics here. So um, it's a neat little unit. The pricing, that's going to be the interesting thing. For- now, there's been some speculation maybe about four to 600 bucks. Yeah, US 599 mm. is their announced price. So you're expecting eight, 900 here. Mm. Um, but then you can buy stuff at discount. So I reckon you'd be paying about the 650 to 700 bucks in the open market. You know what? Well, under a grand, that's, that's pretty good. But considering like the versatility, it's almost. It's an all-in-one. That's, yeah, that's mm. the like probably... you can do nearly everything in the one box, so you don't have to go and buy a heap of other equipment and stuff like that. Because Phil and I are in an exclusive club called the Australian uh, Podcasters Facebook group. Yes. And um, a lot of podcasters there, well, I mean, we're probably a bit privileged because we're doing it in a, a radio station, but a lot of uh, people tend to have podcasts with a mic connected to a laptop, and they just do the recording there. And not there's anything wrong with it, but uh, in order to up the scale, it is be using XLR-based microphones to get a better yes. quality sound from their mics, and as well as connecting it to different equipment. And um, a lot of them use a lot of Zoom recorders as well. We're actually using one now to record this podcast. Uh, but this one takes it to the next level to sort of have like a pretty much full-on mixer yeah. and, it, and it would make it and like the i know it's all promo shots but the promo shots road have shown on their website it's a nice neat setup it's very neat the only thing i don't like about it and if you're using it as a personal thing it's not so bad the only thing i don't like about it is if you're you if you're just using it for your own personal podcast it's a no-brainer but the hot keys don't have labeling on them so you need to know i think you can choose the color of the led but that's about it most people can count to eight. Yeah, no, but uh, Mark, you I haven't struggle. You haven't seen it, but we've got Daniel and I've got a Elgato Stream Deck. That's I have seen got, it. Yeah, with the LCD screen behind it. Yeah, it looks amazing. So if you imagine having, I mean, it's going to increase the cost, but imagine having that on your hotkeys on the road, and you could change your profiles. That'd be amazing. Well, I'll mention or chuck it into. It was coincidentally a few weeks ago. Um, there was TwitchCon and there was a company um, called Helicon Gaming that released the Go XLR, which it doesn't look as fancy as the Rode Mixer, but does have a few of the little features like like um, uh, mapping buttons and, and having levels for the audio. But that has presets as well. It's got motorized levels, so you can actually set it and when you reset it to, to your mode... It'll automatically move the levels back That's to, cool. to where you want it as well. That is very cool indeed. So there's some cool stuff there. If you want to have a look at the uh, Rode Procaster or the... Um, Go XLR. Go XLR. We'll include that in the show notes for you to have a look at. So there you go. There's some local news for you. We're going to jump into tech news though right now. Excuse me. Sorry. That's all right, Mark. That's the tech news beast. We'll call it a beast. Um, a beast, off, mate. Yes. Uh, off fully the, sick beast? The beast. Pardon? It's a fully sick beast? Yeah, fully sick, mate. Several months after the podcast app, Pocket Cast was acquired by a mix of public radio stations. Today marks the release of a major update. Version 7 brings with it a revamped design and a handful of new features. 
um, that people are starting to enjoy. Uh, the look of the app has changed up quite a bit, but it still feels like pocket casts. Um, and it's got a lot of uh, tiles and stuff like that on there. But some of the things that you can do now play episodes without subscribing, episode search, better discovery, up next syncing, listening history, and improved Apple Watch support. Now, I'm not a pocket cast user. I'm lazy and I just use the Apple app. Mm. Daniel, what about yourself? Uh, I'm going to shock some people. I've not really been a big fan of Pocket Casts, at least for a while anyway. Um, I've been mainly an Overcast <gasps> uh, user as well. But I have I use all – I use the Apple Podcast app, Overcast, and Pocket Cast because I also produce this show's podcast, and I need to test it on all three apps to make sure right. it works properly. But my main app is Overcast, which does the job for me. Um, Mr. Dom uses Pocket Cast, and he said Pocket Casts have been updated. There's some changes which are good. He likes the new up next queuing, but not a fan of archiving and general Android-y feel. Seems others are not warming to the changes. App Store rating dipped from 4.7 to 4.2 stars. He does like the simplicity and the audio effects are better um, uh, in Overcast, though. Mm. So there you go. I I'm just lazy. I'm too lazy also. You use the official app? Yeah, I, I, like, I guess it does all I need it to do. Yeah, um, fair enough. I, I, I do like the idea of having... Uh, actually, no, there's there's nothing on there that I really want. Um, no. I would, like, on the official app, the only thing that really bugs me is um, having to, to drag the phone, like, only being able to skip by, like, those like tiny blocks, like 30-second, 15-second yes, yeah. blocks. I would... Advantage of a lot of these third-party podcast apps, you can actually change the duration of how much those can oh. skip. So you can even have, let's say, the backwards can skip different times to the forwards. So you can have like thirty seconds to cool. a minute or something like that between the okay. two. Okay, all right. So yeah, definitely some advantage having I could, those. I could see the the value, but too lazy. Yeah, look, the the. I mentioned <laughs> I'm not a big fan. I'm just of lazy. I'm learning a lot about myself yes, when right. I come into these rooms. Yeah, how lazy I am. My you health forgot, record. To forget book, about yeah. it. You forgot to Podcasts. Even pants on. Whatever. Oh, oh my god, he doesn't have pants. F- forgot. <laughs> forgot. Uh, no, he he took them off during in, right now. Actually, the moment I walked in the door. That's right. Hey guys. Mm. That's it. Um. That's yeah. The pocket cast looks nice. If you're a big fan of the app, you know. Dom's probably not a big fan, but it does look like a decent um, revamp. And considering they've been uh, bought out, they definitely have a bit of money involved too. Yes. But then when Dom mentioned about the whole it kind of has an Android feel, I think that's because it's a bit more universal considering it's a multi-platform app. So it's probably easier to keep it synced, the whole look. Yeah. Um, a green cow says she has a few subscription podcasts, but yet to find any podcast app that will handle all of them, except for the Apple product. All of the others, all the others work on some, but not, but not others or none at all. Well, okay. Beck use over overcast cause that has a recent update that you can actually put in a password for your subscription, like password based subscription podcasts. There you go. And uh, while Brainfart says uh, his podcast app needs to work with CarPlay, no CarPlay, no deal. That's where he listens to most podcasts. Oh, see, that is where I would expand my podcast listing. As soon as I get CarPlay, oh, 
But see, so you can listen to them through Bluetooth. Yeah, though. And, yeah. and you can, and, and I do. That's but. I think just the ability um, for on the dash, easy to to access with the Siri integration, like and, and more Siri integration for podcasts would be good as well. Like I, yeah, I really no, want to see that's an, that's an Apple's like both. I really want to be saying, yeah, hey Siri, play Geeks on Air um, latest podcast. That would be amazing. I just realised I said that, and I just probably set off every. Siri device. Well, maybe your phone is probably serious smart enough to know which one's which. But both Pocket Cast and Overcast are available on CarPlay, and I think Pocket Cast as well as on Android's uh, Android Auto. But you're probably right. I haven't tested the Siri integration Mm. as well. So Mm. we might move on to our next story. This is an interesting one. Out of Japan, did you know that Japan has a new cybersecurity minister? Oh, that's good. Yeah, whenever, whichever way your political ideology lies, there's no doubt that we live in an interesting times. A lot of us have opinions on political figures, um, whether they're qualified to do the jobs in which definitely are. But we can probably all agree that if you're going to put someone in charge of cybersecurity, they should probably at least know their way around a computer. Well, apparently not if you're in Japan. Uh, the Japanese Prime Minister has recently appointed uh, Yoshitaka Sakurada, who's 68 years old, as the head of government's cybersecurity office, despite him never having used a computer. Right. Japanese lawmakers were understandably baffled when on Wednesday, Sakurada appeared confused when asked some basic technology questions relating to one of the use of USB drives in nuclear power plants. (laughs) I don't know if the, the details well, so how about having an expert answer your question if necessary? The man who was supposed to be the expert said, he added that he has been running his own business since the age of 25. He simply orders his employees or secretaries to use a computer when necessary. I don't type on the computer. That, yeah. I, I just... I, I think that, that that says more than it should. Like the fact that um, the head of cybersecurity has never used a computer. Uh, I want to make some joke about, well, I, I guess he can see things from a new angle, or that's the ultimate cybersecurity. Like, in order to have ultimate privacy and ultimate security, you have to lock everything down. So just, Yeah, he doesn't have access so to it. So he yeah. doesn't, like, how, how locked down is that? It's like a password but, manager. You're like, you only know the one password, but you make up brand new password you don't know for all your other services. So that's yeah. what he is. He is, like, he's the one person, but he, he doesn't know any access to anything else. So... Yeah. If he gets hacked, then it's it's the equivalent of my mother-in-law um, protecting her jewelry from thieves by hiding it in locations in the house, then forgetting where she's hidden it. That's right, and then thinking she's been robbed. Another analogy, like a dog hide burying their bones and not know where to find Exactly. Um, but the the greater thing on this is how many how many managers and bosses have you had um, who are supposed to be um, the experts in their field? And and more and more, the moment they step away from the tools, like they might have had the experience at some point, the moment they step away from the tools, um, they just get overrun as yeah. technology steps forward and then all of a sudden they don't know how to get on board with the technologies. They're trying to push the organization down. Like, it, it's just that it's just a stereotype of sort of like, yeah, if you're the boss, like, eh, just do the thing. Just just do it, you know, just just type it in on the Google and, and all, and all I, sorts I just of want to know if that's what, like, like we hear that Mark Zuckerberg's really like. At, at what point is he just gonna be like, oh, someone put this status up for me? Yeah. Like just someone tweet this out for me. Yeah. Yeah. I. T- I just. I can't. You can't even. No. But too close to home. Isn't isn't that also with politics in general that 
yes, there may be some consideration of someone's background, but then they'll just maybe, oh, we'll put this person in, in ahead of this particular, um, you know, put him head of education or put him head of... Uh, True. Of Look, if, if I was giving out roles, Donald Trump should be head of social media. Hmm. That guy, like, he, he seems to know how to use it. I yeah. think he just tweeted me directly, by the oh. way. Wow. Yeah, it's the fake news. It's fake news. news. <laughs> just listening in straight there. I grab you by the assistant. <laughs> I don't know. I enjoyed that way too much. Before we head to our uh, long break, did you know that you can now talk to the Wiggles on Google Assistant? Yay. Oh, do you know yeah. I still don't care? Google Assistant is already another handy way to distract the kids. And now Australian superstars, the Wiggles, are making their way onto the platform. You can talk to Emma Wiggle on the Google Home, Google Home Mini, Google Home Max, or compatible smartphone by asking, Hey, Google, talk to the Wiggles. Does that actually work? Hang on. Can you do it in the iPhone app? I don't know. As I'm much as I don't care. It. So where's, like, uh, here's Google Assistant. Hey, Google, talk to the Wiggles. No. Oh, silence. As much as I don't care, I know that if my wife's listening to this, she's immediately contacted my sister-in-law and just told her about that because um, if if she could get my nephews on the phone with Emma Wiggle, I think that like it's just every Christmas hey, that ever Google, happened. Talk to the Wiggles. Sorry, the Wiggles isn't supported on this device. Oh. Uh, <laughs> damn us Apple fanboys. It's another thing that just... Why does Apple always have to pay? Like, why are we always locked out? Yes. Well, from there, you can use voice commands to help Emma get to the Wiggles concert on time in a style that you choose your own adventure with the ability to dance, play games, and sing along with the rest of the band. Hey, Emma, dump your husband. Oh, sorry. That's a bit topical. <laughs> uh, the experience will allow kids to practice core skills, including decision-making, counting, naming colors, cyber sex. No, I'm joking. And it's available to <laughs> Probably uses Australia, the UK, US, Canada from Wednesday. Gives new meaning to hot potato. That's yes. Sure. Um, uh, Google has been steadily expanding its range of family-friendly games and activities, which include a range of stories for kids. It's like it's like whenever they have like celebrity voiceovers for your GPS. Oh yeah, yeah. So this is like the Google's Jason the, 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 the Wiggles for for Google's assistant. Sorry. Or Jeremy Clarkson used to do one or something, I think. Or Mr. T did one. Yeah. Really? Did he pity yeah. the fool? Turn left, you fool. That'd be... The problem was you never want to do it because the the automated voices actually said the street names, but if you win a celebrity voice, they never said the street names. Yeah. Turn left oh, really? here. Yeah. Uh. Turn left at this undescript street. I just feel like they should pay them more money. Surely... Um, Apple and Google have enough money that they can like they kidnap that celebrity and say, in a "I'm sorry," and just make him read. Just keep saying those read, names. fool, read. Yeah. Anyway. Say Smith Street, no Smith Street. Say it, <laughs> say it like that. Roundabout. Roundabout. Yeah, yeah. it's say, one faggy. Say, say it. Uh, anyway, uh, that's. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know where to go. <laughs> sorry, my brain's just thinking. I'm just like, just get celebrities to say words. Yes. If I had that much money, that's that's all I'd like. Just say it. Yeah, I'm. I'm just. I'm just thinking how I can talk to Emma Wiggle. Okay, so. <laughs> She's single. Mm. She is single. Well, now, yeah. Because didn't she used to be Dorothy the dinosaur? You could slip in a green suit, something. I think she was. Really? Uh, really? Yeah. Really? Huh. That is. That's that's Darwinism, isn't it? Like that's evolution. She yeah, was a dinosaur, is. and now she's worth billions. Well, she's not, but no, she's an employee. Yeah. The Blue Wiggle Anthony's the one that's worth all the money. 
Yes, he's the only one left now, isn't he? Yes. Mm. Anyway, we are going to take a break. We'll be back shortly here on Geeks Interrupted, listening, uh, streaming live from the studios of 94.1 FM, 3WBC on your radio or online. We'll be back after this. If you enjoy the broad range of programs on 94.13 WBC and would like to contribute to the continued growth of this exciting local communications medium, why not join us? We're currently recruiting members to join our technical and production teams, trainers, on-air presenters, undertake administrative roles or simply enjoy being part of a dynamic group. Membership details are online at 3wbc.org.au. 94.13 WBC, informing and entertaining Melbourne's Inner East. Geeks Interrupted. What more do you want from us? Seriously. Welcome back to Geeks Interrupted. It's the summer series nah, nah, of nah, Geeks nah, Interrupted. Nah. Well, it's that time of the show where we've had a bit of a break. We've had a stretch... If you're listening to the podcast, you would have just heard a, uh, a, a community service announcement and yes. a bit of a stinger in. And, but if you're listening live, probably just heard tunes. Tunes, that's right. Um, but we're going to have some 90s stuff this week, I played. Just no, keeping it up. Back to the 90s. So, yeah. Um, how have we been, Mark? What's been happening? Oh, what has been happening? I finished Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Yep. That was an achievement. I put way more hours than I think my wife appreciated, but someone's got to do it. Yeah. And I did it. And then um, I've been binging the hell out of Mum, um, the... Um, Chuck Lorre comedy? The Chuck Lorre, yep, comedy with um, uh, What's-Her-Face from... Anna Faris and Alison Jenny. And it's amazing. That is a fantastic, really, really, really great... Um, dramedy sitcom. Yeah, really? I think it, like it, it's so many laughs, and then they just hit these deep, deep moments, um, and these dark sort of moments. And I'm just like, ah, oh, well done. And hmm. they, they play it really well. It's like if you haven't watched it, great series to to binge watch. I've seen little bits about it. I, I, not, not. I just thought it was bad at all. But yeah, I never really considered that I actually went to those sort of. Lows, not lows as in bad, as bad, yeah, yeah, but like but, lows, like just, serious just dealing tones. with just dealing with some serious stuff, like mm. you, like recovering alcoholic mom with with, like with with like with a with a pregnant daughter, um, who you know goes through all those struggles, split family. Um, the other day it it, it, it um, hit on, um, <laughs> pardon the pun, uh, physical abuse and in, in like domestic violence and stuff like that, and Jeez. it covers these like it sounds really dark. It's hard to sell it as a comedy, but a lot of fun. Um, and, and, and why not? Also, uh, Assassin's Creed, if anyone wants to buy my copy of it, um, just hit me up on, on the Discord, chat room. I guess, in the chat room. Yeah. I'm selling. And uh, Mark, Mark Medell is not a sponsor of 3 no. so, so All funds will go to him. And we'll they all go pay. straight to me. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. And, yeah and, and pay for the Call of Duty that I've just purchased. Yeah. Daniel, what have you been up to? Not much. Uh, the usual week of work and... Um, uh, on the weekend, uh, I did catch up with my cousin. It was his 19th birthday, so happy birthday to David. Uh, it was a family affair, so all the family caught up. There you go. Yeah, had a beautiful barbecue as well. So Awesome. How about you, Phil? How has your week been? It's been a bit busy this week, actually. Um, 
uh, I mentioned like almost at the start of the year that uh, my wife and I are building a, are going to be building a house next year, and we finally signed the contracts last week, so there is no turning back now. Oh, sorry. So I should say all profits from my sales go to Phil because he's broke now. Yeah, for the next thirty years. Because <laughs> yeah. um, he's a broke ass bitch. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Welcome so that, to debt. That's happening, and then because we've sorted everything else for the house and we're not changing anything, I've now. Um, uh, started looking at how to landscape my front yard when it's built. So I've got another and, year to and that's that. And that's not a euphemism. No, no. And, and, and hilariously funny because Phil gave me a lift here tonight and as we're driving down the, the streets in Box Hill and, and Nutter Wadding Way and every, every time... Phil would just start to slow down. And I was like, I'm like, who's he checking out? And it's like someone's front yard. Like, I was like... Yeah. Well, the thing is, the house is costing so much. To get a landscape gardener, it costs a fortune. Yeah. So I'm like, how can I it. do this myself? Yeah. I'm pretty sure you were eyeing off plants. You're like, oh, yeah. I'm going to come back to steal that later. I'm sorry, I've been watching YouTube videos on retaining walls and ah. all weird sort of stuff. So there you go. Um, sorry, just to stay with our topic. So... <laughs> the topic you? of retaining walls. Yeah, that does this it is for exciting me. Stuff, yeah. I mean, you know, this is Geeks Interrupted. We talk about the most exciting news. I'm more interested. How's your YouTube recommendations? Have you noticed, like, oh, yeah. what, what sort of weird sort of videos you've been recommended? Oh, yeah. So oh. I've got onto one. This There's this, um, a couple in, uh, I think, Utah or somewhere like that, um, are building their own house. And it's taken them, like, so far, they've got the frame up and the roofing and things like that, but it's taken them, like, a year to get to where they are. That's that's weird. In Utah? I would have thought, like, one one husband, three to four wives. No, you no, could no. build a house real quick, right? But, um, yeah, but they do really long videos. I do skip through a lot of them, but uh, I've been watching tutorials on how to do um, retaining walls and things like that. And the one thing that I've been reading a bit about is no finds concrete. This is this is going so down the rabbit hole. I'm sorry, guys. But, um, but let's hear and it. no Tell finds concrete is a permeable concrete. Permeable. So it doesn't. When you get say you pour a footpath and water gets on it, it just sits on there or runs off to the side. No finds concrete actually has holes in it, so water will drain through it. Gives you similar strength, but it has. It's probably not as strong as normal concrete. But it's got the drainage. But it's got the drainage. And I'm trying to find out, well, where is it? Where do I buy it? How much does it cost? And there's places that will deliver it by the truckload. But I'm like, if I'm building this retaining wall, I'm going to need bits of it at a time. But you can make it. So basically, normally, you get, like, sand and a fine aggregate, and then you throw in the cement mix, and you put water in, and it makes this slush. This is concrete and 20 mil bluestone egg. So, and then you mix that up, and it oh, just okay. coats the stone. Right. And then, you it's know, great. like when you have like a seasoning and you put it on your chips and you shake it around and then put them on the plate, it only just coats the outside. I, I love how, well, A, this is Geeks Interrupted. Um, B, um, you talked about concrete and now I want chips. Like, yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm thinking of doing a YouTube series on my house build next year. And to our listeners, uh, tell us about your favourite walls. Yes. yes. but uh, And also, <laughs> I recorded an episode of um, uh, My Tech Opinion, my other podcast, which went out last night. We're doing audio only now. so My we're getting, Tech Opinion. Yeah, close. And uh, we're turning it over very quickly, so hi to Shane out there in Perthland listening to this. Um, and we did, weirdly enough, talking about my house stuff, we did solar panels last night. But then we're going to change it up and talk about online gambling next week. So just do a search in the... Uh, iTunes podcast store for my tech opinion. There you go. 
my tech opinion. So yeah, there, there's what we've been doing this week. I've been yeah really nerding it out, but uh, that's just what I do. Anyway, I think it's time to go into our next bit of news topic. What do you think? <sighs> that's, that's a great it. idea. All right. Oh wait, wait. No, too late now. No, late no, it's actually go ahead. Uh, Say it quick. No, no, I had. I was just trying to. <sighs> okay, we'll start that again. There you go. It is time for Apple news. We've got the old Apple news bit back because that's just what we do. First up on the block on Apple, airport and time machine are finally dead. As expected, the airport devices are be- beginning to come uh, become unavailable from Apple as it is no longer updating the product line. The Airport Express has been off the menu for some time now, but while the two terabyte airport time capsule and airport extreme models are now officially no longer sold by Apple. Users looking to pick up any of the airport products will need to look at third-party retailers or used on eBay. Despite being discontinued by Apple, the company will continue to push software updates when necessary to add security fixes and stability improvements to the line of devices. Now, the one thing that will be continue to be popular on eBay, and I should really go and buy one now just in case, is the Airport Express um, uh, hotspot. They updated it recently to have AirPlay 2 support. Ah. So you can use the audio port into your stereo and use it as, as full AirPlay 2 functionality rather than just AirPlay. Oh. So, uh, yeah, so a bit of volume control and things like that. So I'd expect that those will continue to be quite expensive on the eBay market. Well, good on Apple for still supporting this yes. uh, software and security-wise. And we so. did talk about them being discontinued some time ago, but yeah. they've had stock still there. Like, they haven't mm. tried to clear them earlier. They've just said, well, let them, we'll let them go. Well, when was the last time that they were upgraded? Like, I, I have a, an old Airport Express, and I had to upgrade um, just so um, after I got the MBN, I just wanted some better coverage in the house and some faster yeah. um, interwebs, and, and the Airport Express just wasn't carrying the... And, and look, Apple obviously didn't want to invest the time and money into it, um, but they should have been. If they were going to continue to do it, they would have bought out like a mesh system or something like that now, but they haven't done it. So that's sort of dead, and they're going to leave that up to other parties to mm. do. Well, that's the thing. is sort of you've got other router companies um, that, are, that are filling in that sort of gap anyway. Um, as we talked probably back when this was announced, is that Apple released this because of a time of... of multiple standards with Wi-Fi um, specifications and stuff. And now it's sort of happy to drop money on, is it Linksys, I think, or um, the those gaming modem routers are like yeah, 600 bucks. Linksys and Netgear yeah. and things like that. Look, to be perfectly honest, if you want to nerd out, look, I've said this before, and it is a bit more of a convoluted setup, and it also depends on where you live, on how you can support it. But I've gone to ceiling-mounted Wi-Fi hotspots now. Like, that's just... I find that I get really good coverage with it. The system's great. I get really good inspection on the on the network and and good integration and things like that. So that's just the way I'm going with it at the moment. That's just how you roll. Yeah. I was going to say it's how you're wired, but it's wireless. Well, I mean, they are wired though. Oh well, that, that it plays them. They are wired to create bricks. wireless. Now I wish I'd used that pun. Mm. Mm. So there you go. The other piece of Apple news has been a quiet week in Apple because we saw the, um, you know, iPad Pros and everything coming out recently and everyone's sort of, you know, Apple sort of sitting back in bed after a big, uh, 
big month and, and enjoying a quiet Spent. cigarette now. Bent. Yeah. yeah, they're sort of a bit. A, a big, a big <sighs> month, um, unloading all its goods. Yes. To the public by, yeah. Um, like these big devices like the iPad Pros and MacBook Airs and, yeah. and Mac Minis and, and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And so, just, so Tim Cook is just spent. Yes, yeah, spent. He's, uh, he's just. He's hit all three rings. Yeah, he's closed his ring. Oh, hang on. <laughs> hang on. That wasn't intended to be the way I thought it was there, because there's other undertones to that. Anyway, uh, but Spotify have officially debuted their Apple Watch app, rolling out to everyone over the coming week. Spotify for Apple Watch is rolling out to all users over the coming week, announced by the company today. The release follows a beta version of the app that appeared in the early appeared in early November and comes well over a year since Spotify hired Snowy developer Cray Andrew Chang in onto its team to help build the app. Do you, do you guys use Spotify? No. I don't anymore. No. No. Okay. Used to. I think the, the thing was, you probably could control Spotify from the Apple Watch when it was on your phone, but this is more for the, the 3G, 4G enabled devices. Yeah, and it? I think this is more Just integrated with your Apple Watch. Yeah. As yeah, well. okay. but yeah. Uh, so, do you, your Apple Music or. Yeah, I'm, I'm Apple Music on the yeah. family plan. Yeah. Um, just, I, I, I don't know. It's, it's, I, I've, st- I've, I've never used Spotify on a paid account either. I've only uh, used the okay. free Spotify. I w- um, I was on a paid account with Spotify. Yeah, and I was for a couple of months, and then Apple Music yeah. came out and I changed. Yeah. Uh, and I do miss some elements of Spotify, and I do like the service. And I think as much as Apple does some good things with a playlist, it still doesn't compare to what Spotify has. Still. Yeah, okay. Apple, I do Apple sometimes, are upping their playlist game, yeah. but Spotify playlists were awesome. Yeah. I, I think here's one feature for, for Tim, if you're listening. Um, that I want on, on Apple Music and tell me if Spotify has this is that when I come across a song that I really, really like, um, and I want to share it with, with friends on Apple Music and you know, you've got the sharing option, you send it to them. If they don't have Apple Music, mm. they get nothing. They don't get like the, they, they can't hear a snippet of it. Oh, really? Not even like a player or something? Yeah. Like and yeah. I'm like, Spotify I'm, has got whereas that. Whereas on iTunes, oh, really? you could hear a snippet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I don't remember and that. I'm like, I just, really? with Apple Music? Oh, okay. I, I'd like to just send something, like all they get is sign up for Apple Music. Yeah. And I'm like, Thanks, oh, Apple. Like, give them something. Yeah. Oh, I would like that. So, so Tim, um, if you could make that happen, that'd be great. Yeah. Like once you, once you had your nap. Yeah. After being exhausted with, um, closing all your rings then uh, well now he's not going to get back to us Ugh. <laughs> love you tim as a friend yeah ah, like whatever he's <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not above it i was just saying i can't say what i was gonna say <laughs> anyway but yeah it's uh yeah, good stuff because the thing is and what what you can do, and you can do this on your Apple Watch now that you don't wear, mm. but you can pair, oh, your, pair your AirPods to your Apple Watch and you can save a playlist to it. So when you go out walking, you don't have to take your phone. Now, obviously, with the 4G version, it adds that extra you can stream. Yeah. And, and, and like, so I don't, so my Apple Watch, I don't have the 4G version and I think that would be great, right? But you um, don't need the 4G version no, to save stuff. For, for what you're talking about. But that 4G version, there was a girl came to work the other day and she'd left her wallet at home. And she didn't even care because she had Apple Pay on her watch. Um, she went out, left her phone on her desk. To me, I still, my phone is still my life. Mm. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and even with the Apple Watch, I'm just. And that's why I didn't get a 4G Apple Watch. Yeah. 
It's the screen's not quite big enough for my viewing pleasure. You know what I reckon Apple need to do in their next upgrade across platforms? Just hardwire into my brain? Oh, possibly. But the the one thing I don't like about the AirPods is that I think they're a great device, and if you're consistently using them with your iPhone, no problems. But you, if you say, if I've paired them with my iPhone and then want to use them on my iPad or my MacBook, I have to go into Bluetooth yes. and click connect for them to connect. They need to be like a shortcut on yes. the toolbar yes. where you can just go connect. Yep. I also want that right. for my Apple TV. I want to be able to... If I've got my AirPods in, because I, I like have it, for, I, I want a, a, a hot swap of that. Yeah. Also on the AirPods, we're used to the double click, the double press. Let me have some triple press. Wait, so is this is this what you're talking about? So if I had, let's say, some Bluetooth headphones on, if I clicked on to that, or give me an option to either go from iPhone to the headphones, is that what you're after? Probably, yeah. <laughs> But you don't have that. No, you don't have that on. Um, you don't have that on your Mac. On your Mac, yeah. I don't. Well, maybe think you do. So. Hang on, let me check. Ah, about to be schooled. Yeah, I've just been schooled too. You no, definitely is, don't have it on your no, Apple this, TV. This is just a tip. <laughs> well, I think if you had an Apple TV, it'll show up an option to pick your Apple TV as well from 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 your phone. So I, I, I've, I'm pretty certain because I have seen the Apple TV. Okay, pop up maybe as an I'm wrong as well. I'm wrong. Pl- no, but that's to play through the Apple TV. I don't want to yeah. play my phone through the Apple TV. Ah. I want to switch my headphones, my AirPods ah, to the okay. Apple TV. All right. Okay, yeah. I've just learned something. Phil learns stuff. Yeah. Welcome yeah. to this week's Phil learns so stuff. Does it work? Yeah, and it does it on the Mac too. There you go. Oh wow! So when you click on the speaker on the Mac, it gives you the AirPod option. Sounds like Dan is this week's Geeks, Geeks Interrupted. We could have had that for What Have You Learned. <laughs> Damn. Well, there you go. That shows me not paying enough attention. I should have saved it for, for the end of the show. Well, so, there sorry, you go. Sorry, folks. I'm not a very good geek, am I? Oh, just lost some geek. Coming. Well, you, you just blabbered on about gardening shit. And then <laughs> no. Yeah. No, 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 no. All jokes aside. And... and but if if is, you learn something, then I'm sure the listeners have But all due respect, that's the one thing. And mind you, they're not going to ship out a manual every time, but they release a pa- package, like a software package, and they show you things that you can do. But like, there's sometimes you've just got to discover stuff. And I even noticed going to the iPhone XS, I said it right, for Andy will be happy. Um, Who's listening no, right the, now? iPhone X. Oh, it's the tens. No, Welcome. I, I call yeah. it a X. It's the ten. It's the 10 soap because I drop it and have to pick it up in the shower. It is yeah. waterproof. It is waterproof. Yep. Um, look, a green cow just uh, mentioned that the one thing she learned about the AirPods, if you try to use them with Skype, they don't work. Um, they will test function fine, but for a call, they cut out all audio. Really? I, well, apparently. Um, I, I don't think that she would lie to us. Um, I have found that when I work from home one day a week, um, and I have stopped using my AirPods um, to connect to my phone, um, and instead I actually use still old-school wired um, headphones because I notice when I'm doing um, phone hookups and stuff, is the same thing. The AirPods sometimes will just decide not to connect and don't do well when I switch between a phone call and back to audio or back to phone call. Um, and so they will they intermittent with their connection, um, which... 
comes across quite um, unprofessional. Like when I'm on the phone with someone and then all of a sudden they're like, hello, 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 hello. And I'm like, mm-hmm. ah, <gasps> damn, ah, ah, ah. Yeah. So, but yes. There's some improvements that are needed. Um, so I've gone ultra nerd with my, when I work from home. So what I've done is that. Oh, you've got one of those iPads on a Segway. Close. Um, no, what I did was, because I was playing around with the Raspberry Pi PBX at home, and I'd set up a SIP account mm, with a Raspberry phone Pi. number um, that I only pay like a dollar a month for, and I only and if I make a call on it, I get charged. Yep. So what I did was, no one else knows that number, so that's the number I forward to from my desk phone. Oh. So it goes through to a desk phone at home. Get out of town, I'm so jealous. And I've gone and bought a headset. So I've got like full desk functionality at work wow, at home. That's cool. I'm, you know, like I'm proper jealous of that. That's yeah. That's, the only thing I don't decent. get is caller ID. Sure, but because that's the I no one else knows. You that know, it's number, a work number, and it shows that it's coming in on that number. I know it's a work yeah. call. Whereas for me, all work calls come through as no caller, uh, no caller which means the vast majority of the time it's work, but occasionally it's you know, um, it's not. That's right. It's Russia. Like Geeks Interrupted on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Geeks Interrupted. 94.1 FM 3WBC and Geeks Interrupted on your radio. Well, guess what, gents? What? What? You're dumb it, it is, and I'm not. It's ah, getting ah. time. <laughs> it is getting time for our um, uh, entertainment section. And every week in entertainment, we play a theme song for a show to uh, see if you can guess it as a starting point into our entertainment section. So this is this week's theme song. See who can get it first. You'll know this. Neighbours. Okay, let's (laughs) press this button. Mm, Neighbours. No. You don't hear that little beat on the show, but you'll hear it for about now. Is it Rent? No. It's on Broadway, though. Oh, um... Oh, it's that show with that guy, the face. Yeah, the guy with the shirt. Oh, he's got that... Yeah. He's got that shirt. And he has a shirt, and he wears, like, pants most of the time. Oh... No idea. I have no idea. Jay Byron said Power Rangers. He's incorrect. That'd be a great. Oh, I Power need Rangers. more guesses. Chat room. Yeah. What else you got for us? Um, is it a comedy? Yeah. Is it just American? Yes. Yeah. So that narrows it down to two. No. <laughs> is it Spider Man? Same city. Oh, it's New York. It's a Broadway show. Well, it's on Broadway. It's not a Broadway show. No, it's no, on I know, Broadway. I know, yeah. It's on Broadway. Yeah. It's not early. Mm, neighbors in a way. Oh, we've got <laughs> we've got a guess of Midsummer Broadway Murders. No. What about Play School? No. Mm. Come on, guys. Keep on going. Okay, I think we've had enough, Mark. Yeah. I have no idea. Really? Yeah, sorry. It's a late show with Stephen Colbert. 
Oh, oh I, really? I, I don't listen oh, to his intros. Yeah. You just watch the clips on YouTube. No, I watch his show, but I skip that stuff. I love this track. I haven't got time for that. There's a whole EP of music from the show on iTunes, on uh, Apple Music. Yeah, look, I, 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 I want to feel bad, but I don't. Like, yeah, the important, I, I, I don't tune into that show for the music. I, I don't watch it because he's not funny. Oh, that's oh, what? what? What are you, a Trump supporter? Get out. Yes. <laughs> no, 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 no. In all due respect, if you, you've got to be interested in American politics yeah. to like it because if you, like my mother-in-law loves late night shows like that, yes. but she can't stand Colbert because she's not interested in Trump. Whereas I like the biting satirical comedy. And I appreciate that as well, but I, I just get really now, blue fit. Australia's so still... very own Andy Lee. Yeah. Was on it last week. Was on it last oh. week. And Hugh Jackman stopped the show to go and give him and his wife a hug. If that's not an his Australian... Girl, his girlfriend. Oh, well. Everyone's... Like, if you've got a partner, it's a wife, right? Like, that's, you yeah. know. Yes. Didn't oh, my God. Hollywood Reporter, what are you doing to me? This, their website's terrible. Ooh, take anyway, that, Hollywood Reporter. We might get into uh, entertainment news now, and unfortunately we've got some bad news. Straight after the show last week, we heard some news <sighs> that uh, Stan Lee passed away at age 95. Stan Lee, the legendary writer, editor, and publisher of Marvel Comics, who fantabu- was fantabulous but flawed creations made him a real-life superhero to comic book lovers everywhere, has died. He was 95. Lee, who began in the business in 1939 and created or co-created Black Panther, Spider-Man, the X-Men, the Mighty Thor, Iron Man, the Fantastic Four, the Incredible Hulk, Daredevil, and Ant-Man, among countless other characters, died early Monday morning at Cedars-Sinai Medical Center in Los Angeles, a family representative told The Hollywood Reporter. Uh, Kirk Schenk, an attorney for Lee's daughter, J.C. Lee, also confirmed his desk. A death, I should say. His desk. That's terrible. Uh, as Lee's final few years were tumultuous. After Joan, uh, his wife of 69 years, died in July 2017, he sued executives of Power Entertainment, a company he founded in 2001, to develop film, TV, and video game properties for $1 billion alleging fraud, then abruptly dropped the suit weeks later. He also sued his ex-business manager and filed for a straining order against a man who had been handling his affairs. Um, on his own and through his work with frequent artist, a writer, collaborators, Jack Kirby, Steve G- Ditko and others, Lee catapulted Marvel from a tiny venture into the world's number one publisher of comic books and later a multimedia giant. Yeah. Vale, vale mm. Stanley. It was uh, sad to hear the news. Look, to be honest, it was 95. We knew the day was going to come probably sooner rather than later. Um, we did. But yeah. And, and, and look, and, and to his credit, uh, so did, so did Stan. And that's why for, 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 for many, many years to come, we will still see, um, some, some cameos from Stan. We'll still have clips. Cause apparently he's recorded some stuff already for Well, he's, he's done videos. the, he's mm. definitely done the Captain Marvel, um, Avengers. Untitled Avengers Infinity War Part 2 or Avengers 4, whatever they want to call it, and possibly Spider-Man Far From Home, which is the new mm-hmm. Spider-Man film. Mm-hmm. But there's also a suggestion that the, he has uh, had his face and likeness digitally scanned. Which which we actually know for a fact that he has, um, yeah. just purely on the amount of um, games and whatnot that he's been in. So even if, the, if he hasn't done it specifically for, for a movie... 
it's out there. He has been uh, reproduced digitally that many times. Yeah, and he does a cameo in the Spider-Man game. I know that. That's right. Things yeah. like that. So, mm. um, yeah. So, uh, so Stanley, we expect to see cameos continuing on for some time yet. So there you go. It's a sad day. Absolutely. Indeed. Um, we might move on to the next story. The ABC today announced their upfronts. Now, the thing that's unusual about this is that uh, commercial television stations have started following the American model, announcing their upfronts, which is their programming for the next 12 months, um, to create advertiser buzz to try and generate pre-sales and things like that going into the following year. However... ABC doesn't have advertising, so they're really just getting onto the market to say this is what's coming in a sort of formal way rather than, you know, spruiking to advertisers. But um, uh, they're going to – they've announced uh, content highlights for 2019 in a media event uh, in South Bank in Melbourne today, uh, hosted by Michael Rowland and Virginia Trioli from the ABC Breakfast. Um so they've got a couple of shows coming out. There's one called Black Bitch, and uh, I'm just calling it by the name it is, a drama with Deborah Mailman and Rachel Griffiths, which is a a political drama, actually, and it's about mm. Rachel Griffiths, who's the Prime Minister, and Deborah Mailman, who is a, a Indigenous parliamentarian who the Prime Minister backstabs to get to her position, and it's her seeking revenge. And they said it's not going to be as hardcore as like a house of cards or anything like that, but it's still going to be serious, but have a lighthearted tone to it at the same time. So I think it's, you know, so they're not going full house of cards, but still, you know, there's a bit of drama announced about it as well. I'm, I'm constantly amazed at the quality of shows that ABC puts out there. This could be actually I, a really I, good I one. I would actually. still say that ABC puts out some of the absolute best Australian TV um, mm. that, that we have. Uh, so this could be a good one. I'm, I'm glad they've really done the upfronts. I mean, I know we're starving on through all the shows as well, but would it kind of help considering they don't have to answer for a commercial audience per se, as in a sort of they don't have to be safe-ish? Well, they don't. Uh, and they can let a series run without having to worry about the next – like they do worry about the next morning, but mm. they if they've committed to a series, they'll let it go. Which you know, it's kind of similar to the CW over in the states, if you will. Like they'll, they'll they they give people a bit more go, but maybe, but maybe that's also something to teach the commercials mm. that that sometimes you need to put something out there, and the world we live in is big enough now that things will find their niche mm. um, if you give them a bit of a go. Like there's nothing worse than coming across a show and going, "This is amazing," and then finding out it's been cancelled and you've only got like half series yeah. run. Um, so what, what else is coming back? Um, uh, Sean McCullough's Mad as Hell, Julia Zimiro's Home Delivery, and Arn's Brush with Fame. Um, we already talked about uh, the other series uh, with Rachel Griffiths and Deborah Marlman. There's also a documentary called Will Australia Ever Have a Black Prime Minister? Examining the Barriers to Having an Indigenous National Leader. Uh, the ABC's commitment to distinctive Indigenous voices will also the return, see the return of drama Mystery, Ro- Mystery Road. Sorry, the drama. Mystery Road. You'll get that better. Uh, Bunya from Bunya Productions, which is currently in development. Other shows include, um, which I'm a doco called Old People's Home for Four Year Olds, which is weird, um, but probably not weird content wise. Love on the Spectrum and Will Australia Ever Have a Black Prime Minister, which we mentioned. There's a 30 part serial drama called The Heights that's actually being made in Perth. 
Um, Barry Humphreys will narrate a nature series, Magic Land of Oz. Midnight Oil, Michael Hutchins' music docos. Uh, Utopia, which is coming back next year after having a year off this year. Rosehaven, which I thought was a great series. Hilarious. Celia Picola and Luke McGregor. Oh, like a season three. Yes. Cool. Uh, Gret, Gret Kraken with the, um, with Kate and Kate, who did the catering show and they did get Kraken last year. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Mad as Hell, Hard Quiz and The Weekly. And then Mystery Road, as we mentioned, and Glitch is returning. So Glitch is now a co-production with Netflix. So the ABC produced series one, Netflix bought the rights to it, and then they've invested money into the second and probably third season now. So that's uh, quite good. So even even then, you're seeing that there's some, like, does the ABC, so the ABC doesn't see any money out of shows that are produced and then get aired on Netflix. Yes, they do. Like, they do? Oh, so yeah. They, so, so, so that's not the studios themselves. That's ABC that actually sees some kickback. Well, it depends on well, it depends on who the producer is. So if ABC's yes. bought a format, yep, they may not see the but, money. But if they're the production, company, if they're producing it, yeah, then they probably will. And see, what, so that's why I think it's important these upfronts are coming through because it's not just, um, it, it's it's not that they're not advertising free anymore. They are. They're getting some money when they go on to those streaming services and everything else. Yeah, well, ABC as was one of the major sources of income for the ABC outside government funding was their ABC shop, but they've had to basically kill that now because of the internet. Because mm. no one's buying DVDs and merchandise and things like that. Thanks, internet. Well done. But yeah. um, yeah, the ABC are looking at commercialising some of their products. So you know they will do co-productions, and we're seeing other co-productions. If you look at Netflix, you look at a show that I really like called Travelers. Um, which is about to drop season three soon. Um, that's a co-production between Netflix and I think the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation or something like that. Right, CBC. Yeah, what the equivalent of what it is. Yeah, no, but CBC. And the oh, body, the bodyguard, for example, is a BBC production that has gone on to great Netflix. show. By the way, yeah, I've watched the first episode. It's really heavy, and I've got to sit down so, and watch the rest of it. So tense. So, yeah, so there, look, there's a heap of stuff there, but I, I think the ABC look like they've got a few good products out there for the next year, which is good. Also got one of the best streaming apps, like iView. Um, look, 10Play and every, everyone else could just learn from iView. It's still one of the best um, catch-up apps I've, I've ever seen. <clears throat> yeah, because that's the thing. Like, wasn't a rumor that when it was developed, it was thought to be sort of the the one stop for every other sort of service and now we've got technically Freeview or... Mm. Well, see, but Freeview's interesting because Freeview, they, you know, it's one stop, but really... It's not. It's a directory that pushes you into the app yeah. for the individual It's clients. essentially a front door. Mm. It's just like, I'm like, why? There's well, an app for that. And the thing why is, do I, I don't know why they door? ever didn't do a Hulu in Australia, like yeah, an exactly. equivalent. Exactly. Which I thought Stan was almost going to be. Well, that was the yeah. other rumor too about how the stand name came about. Oh, oh, okay. There Go you into know. that. Seven, ten, seven, ten, nine, and nine. Yeah. Huh. Really? That's I mean, the rumor. Yeah, that's one rumor. But they, they try. They did try and do it, and the ABC. I think iView was going to be part of that, and I think they took the core platform from the BBC iView, um, and, and developed that. But then no one could agree on things, and it was you know like if the ABC were on it, did there be advertising content? You know, so on and so forth. So they've ended up going and getting their own platforms. I think the strongest commercial platform out of the commercial stations mm-hmm. is Nine Now. Oh, really? Yeah. Because what they do is they require you to sign into that. So, and then you, 
will link your devices. So if you oh. um, say, I want to open the Apple TV app, it'll mm-hmm. say, go onto your mobile device and okay. get the code. But the reason why they do that is obviously to then build advertising. Yeah, right. I do I do like, sorry, uh, I also liked SBS on the Apple TV. Um, that was, I use that a lot for um, the good fight. Yes. Because that, that they, they got um, the rights to the that. It'd be interesting that. to see with the rights to the good fight whether they are a season-by-season proposition for SBS Mm. because that is a CBS All Access – sorry, for SBS because it's a CBS All Access program. And with 10 All Access. Coming, whether Mm. that will translate over to that in the end. It'll be interesting to see what happens on that. So – um, next up on the agenda is YouTube is now showing Holly ad supported Hollywood movies. Uh, last month, YouTube quietly began showing ad supported Hollywood movies for the first time, giving viewers access to Hollywood titles, including the Terminator and legally blonde for free. The platform started promoting the free feature length films in the movie section of the site in October, where it has sold movies and shows for years. Consumers could buy the latest blockbusters and primetime TV programs through YouTube as they might on Apple, T- Apple iTunes and Amazon Prime, but there was never a free option to watch the movies in exchange for commercial interruptions. We saw this as an opportunity based on user demand, beyond just offering paid movies. Can we do ad-supported movies free to the user, says uh, Rohit Dalwan, Director of Product Management at YouTube. It also presents a nice opportunity for advertisers. Dewan would not disclose the terms of YouTube's deals with studios or how it splits the ad revenue with them, but YouTube serves ad to the movies from its usual pool of advertising a demand that courses through the platform to its 1.9 billion monthly active users. Yeah, I completely forgot that YouTube actually has a movie section as well, and I think it kind of adds to the whole Google ecosystem that there's a Google, the Google Play Store, and it has a music movies mm. Book section, it's, but then you also have YouTube that has its own movie. But when we too. when we think about YouTube, I think user generated content, right? Hence the U in YouTube. Yeah. So if I automatically go, I'm going to watch something that is a produced piece of product. I just head to Netflix, Stan, Hulu. Oh, yeah, I'm not going to Prime. YouTube to watch Terminator or Rocky, even though they've got them. However, in saying that. Cobra Kai is one of the best TV series um, that I've that I've watched this year. Mm. Um, Cobra Kai was the TV series based around the Karate yes, Kid. Yes, um, and that was a, on YouTube. I should a, have watched it because I just cancelled my premium subscription. Oh, you should yeah. have watched it. I should watch it. I have a YouTube uh, premium. Well, well, do yourself a favor. That is a funny, great like it. it I feel like they stole the idea from uh, How I Met Your Mother um, episode arc or series arc that um, where in 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 that um, uh, what's his face played by um, Neil Patrick Barney Harris Stinson. Barney Stinson was a huge fan of um, the Karate Kid the Karate Kid but for, but he thought that Daniel San was the the villain yeah and and Cobra Kai plays to that. Um, I'm trying to see. I mean, even away from that, I thought it was even a sketch to say that, hey, have rewatched the Karate Kid and actually look at how Daniel is actually the bad guy because he's the he's the he's the stranger that comes into the school, and he starts shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Starts absolutely, and and, and it's funny to watch it these days, especially in the time of um, non-violence in the schoolyard and everything else. Not only um, did did Daniel throw the first punch. 
but then Mr. Miyagi um, essentially beating up high school children. And mm. adult, like these days, he'd be arrested and put in jail. Um, Cobra Kai, great, great. great. If, if YouTube keeps doing stuff like that, fantastic. Um, and But yeah, also notice on their app, though, on the YouTube app on the iPhone, you there's no way to get to that movie section. So while they've released this, it still yeah, seems it's, to be it's pretty... um, on the PC, um, on the on the desktop platform, as opposed to um, on the go. Like yep. um, I think maybe if I search, I know that um, Rocky is on there, um, and if I search Rocky, um, I still don't get the. Oh wait, preview only. No, I don't get it. It's all like no, the movie doesn't come up. Um, Beck in the chat room mentioned that Old People's Home for Four-Year-Olds shows it's a documentary showing that putting a kindergarten into a retirement home works for both generations, which I mentioned during the ABC Upfront thing. Yeah, and, and, and I, I read it. I was just saying, um, I, I read a study about that, and, and they're, they're proven that it increases um, the happiness of both generations there. The, um, the, the older generation, the, uh, are happier because they get to be more youthful and active because their families never visit them and all that sort of stuff. So they, they come alive and they're healthier. They need less meds. Um, they sleep better. They need less hospitalization. Um, and the kids are actually calmer when they go home at the end of the day because they, they, um, they just, they're surrounded a lot more by the soothingness of the, of the old people's homes. Mm. So there's a lot to be said. So uh, takes the, a village. Uh, I got. Have we got time to kill? Yeah, no, no, no. (laughs) I have our new podcast idea. Yes, we should do a YouTube Red review podcast. So we review all the shows. Oh, YouTube YouTube Red. Yeah, sorry, YouTube YouTube Red. Sorry, sorry. I went somewhere else. I was like, my wife won't let me pay for that. Oh, Uh, but that's our our XXX version. Yeah, sorry. sorry. YouTube Premium now. Uh, Movie review. So reviewing all the shows and movies that are on YouTube Premium. So if you're watching YouTube, if you're watching RedTube reviews, all yeah. you would hear is this. Five out of five. <laughs> like thumbs up, really. <laughs> and then afterwards, four hooves up. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> menagerie. Um. Uh. Uh, the final thing that we were going to mention in uh, the news tonight was that Detective Pikachu trailer drops. I'm not going to say too much about it. Just go oh, and watch it. Just, I didn't even know this was happening. I thought I knew, it was a prank. I knew it was happening. I knew it was happening. I didn't think – I got uh, – there, there was rumors ages ago when they got Ryan Reynolds to actually voice – because I'm pretty sure it was a game, isn't it? I'm, I'm sure there was either a game or there's even a cartoon about – a detective. Talk, detective Pikachu. I just remember hearing hatred from people recently talking about how they're going to give Pikachu a voice and things, and they're like they're ruining it. Yeah, and so the, I've done heard it in that, a cool way though. Oh my my! I, I still I'm like this is just advertising Deadpool. Somehow I'm going to wait for the second trailer to come yeah. out, and it's going to be a yeah, Deadpool it's, reveal. It's, it's, a, it's like it's it, like Ted. or in Deadpool three. Yeah, yeah it is. A... It is Ted meets um, Deadpool. Deadpool in a Pikachu movie. Yeah. So basically, it's about a kid who was going to be a Pokemon trainer, whose father was a police officer, and Pikachu turns up at his doorstep, and he's the only one that can hear Pikachu talk. And everyone else just hears... And in the voice of Ryan Renner, and everyone else hears, Pika, Pika. 
and it looks funny. Like it's going to be a G-rated thing, but still, it looks funny, and I would be interested in seeing it. I don't know why, but I am. I'm yeah. So do it's, you, it's do, on the list. Do yourself a favor, go and watch well, the trailer. You should see the trailer like ratio. It's fifteen thousand dislikes compared to one point two million likes. Wow, million, million. Hopefully, this doesn't disappoint. Yeah, I hope well, it, like you know. Anyway, look, look, how many crap movies can Ryan Reynolds do? You know, he, he's paid for the Green Lantern, and he's paid enough. He's, yeah, and and the original Deadpool. Yeah. Geeks interrupted. As classy as that old shoebox under your bed. That's right, Geeks Interrupted. As classy as that old shoebox under your bed. It is time for us to get ready to get out of here, guys. Are you excited that we're finished? Yay. Yay. No, no, never happy. Oh. What have you learned this week, Daniel? Uh, I'll try to make this a quick one. Uh because there's a bit of a story. So do you guys We've recall... We've got five minutes. So you're oh, really? Cool. So do you guys recall there was a few weeks ago with TwitchCon, there was a Twitch streamer that got into hate on online because he said he had a God complex and he thought he was better than his viewers. So there was an infamous video of that. So he was stream. honest and Pretty much. hated on him. Yes. So the thing I learned this week is that I was part of a panel that was having several streamers talk about how they had a professional approach to how they did their stream and they had several people asking questions and the person that asked one of them the questions is the same person that did my emote for my Twitch channel as well. So that was a bit of a surprise that I learned this week. Cool. So, yeah. There you go, Mark. What have you learnt this week? Well, um, as as those who know me know, I'm a 10-pin bowler, um, not a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, this week, I learnt that when I when I don't bowl, because I, I hurt my back last week and I haven't bowled for a couple of weeks, um, my bowling partner, Amanda, she just bowls amazing games. And so I'm learning this week that maybe I'm just underrated and I am holding her back. Oh, there you go. Shout out to Amanda. Well done, Amanda. What have I learned this week? Uh, that Amazon have released their service called Blueprint, which is now available in Australia, which allows you to create uh, Alexa skills without having to code. I, I thought you said Alexa kills just then, and no. I was like, oh, if we could kill with Alexa. Alexa kill. Mm. I know. Who gets the blame? Does Jeff, Jeff Bezos go to jail? Mm. If he hasn't gone to jail for the atrocities he's caused so far, probably not. Mm. Anyway, I think we're done with the show. So there you go. That's what we've learnt this week. Thank you very much, uh, Mark and Daniel, for being in the studio. Andy will be back next week, we believe. Oh man! If he uh, if he comes out of if uh, uh, Punxsutawney Andy determines that uh, Summer has got another six weeks, he'll be back. Just depends on his uh, decision. The there. length of his shadow, and and if not, we'll we'll get a like last minute replacement. I like a better one. Is yes. that what you're saying? You could yeah. be in two weeks in a row. You never know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because I've also got a God complex, and I don't think you could get better, right? Okay. We need to get I guess if I end that with a question, we, it's not need, really a God complex. We need complex. to get rid of this guy. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. Oh, well, that's it. We're going to say goodbye. See everyone, and we'll just go to the outro. Bye. Bye. Mrs. Will you make me tea? They love to me Put on the telly To the BBC
You have been listening to another episode of Geeks Interrupted. You can find us and send us questions and feedback via our contact page and our website at geeksinterrupted.fm. We're also on Twitter at Geeks On Air and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Geeks Interrupted. If you're listening to us live on 94.1 FM, 3WBC, stay back and listen to Exakani Rudd or the Indian program as we uh, commonly call it with Barbara from 10 o'clock and Melissa Fistrick with Midnights with Mel from Midnight. Don't forget to tune in from 7am to start your day with Peter Van Wessen and the Brighter Breakfast. If you're listening to us via our podcast, we'd really appreciate it if you'd leave us a review on our Apple Podcast page. This helps us get noticed in the Apple Podcast store and also tell your friends to check us out. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you all again next week. Bye, everybody. Before the taxman contacts you, contact Steve Nolan from Small Business Accounting. With over 30 years' experience, he offers a complete range of taxation services, including representation to the ATO for individuals, sole traders, partnerships, self-managed super funds, trusts and small companies. Call Steve Nolan now on 0417 for security and peace of mind. Sponsoring 94.1 FM, 3WBC.